0: Which was amazing. It was unbelievable. He never couldn't do it. Another way of saying that, he could always do it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Another way of saying that, he never couldn't never, never do that. (laughs) I think that was clearest. (laughs) Agreed. I don't not think it was clear.
0: Hi, and I'm Harry.
1: (laughs) And this is A Forever.
0: The show where we each bring three words or terms and the other person has to guess what they mean with no prior information whatsoever. We then tally up our scores at the end and the winner wins.
1: All right. So last week you went first. This week I will go first. Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) This week. (laughs) <laughs> My theme this Sorry week is... Sorry to cut you off there. <laughs> <laughs> My theme this week is video games.
0: Ooh, video games.
1: But it has to do more with uh, the purchasing behavior around video games and less with components of video games themselves.
0: Is this also related to behavioral economics?
1: That's not actually what it came from. Um, I know someone who does academic research as what other kinds of research are there is that a redundant term anyways kind i know of. someone who yeah i know someone who does research on something related to video like, games. purchasing behaviors of video games yeah mm-hmm. and i found out about that research over the summer cool I think before i found before i googled
0: before <laughs> well, i did all, all my academic research into behavioral economics <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, my first term is pile of shame.
0: <laughs> pile of shame. Yeah. This is about purchasing behavior with respect to video games. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Is it the pile of video games you bought but never use?
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Well, yeah. I'll summarize.
0: It's the pile of video games you bought but never used.
1: Yeah. All right. And then second term mm. related to that is backlog purchasing.
0: Backlog purchasing. Is it purchasing mm-hmm. games that you won't use immediately after buying them but will use in the future?
1: Yes, but there's a specific reason why you're buying them but won't use them immediately.
0: Is it due with the cost? Uh, yep. Oh, is it like you buy them before before? they're like more expensive at like holiday periods or something like that i don't know why would they be more expensive in the future
1: you're basically there i mean what's the what happens sometimes with stores
0: they go they oh like you buy them because they may go out of stock later they may go out of business
1: (laughs) no sorry what happens to stores (laughs) (laughs) i just mean that sometimes like things don't always cost the same amount in a store All right. I don't think this hint isn't helping. You're basically there. It's just that they're so, yes, you're buying a bunch of games in bulk because they're on sale or they're they just like oh, because they're on
0: sale or something. Yeah. That's
1: what I was trying to hint at. Yeah. What do stores do? Stores. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That Um, makes
0: sense.
1: Yeah. Or they're discounted or they're secondhand. Um, But it relates to Pile of Shame because it's like you then maybe never end up playing them. Even mm-hmm. though you have intentions to, when you're buying them,
0: mm.
1: you don't end up playing them because there are all these other good games that you would like to play. All right, all right. Uh, do you want to summarize backlog purchasing? So
0: backlog purchasing is when you buy a bunch of video games in bulk because they're on sale or something like that. They're discounted for some reason, <laughs> and then to play in a in a future at a future date.
1: Uh, right. And my third term is culture value.
0: Culture value. Mm-hmm. Is this kind of the debate over whether video games have any cultural value? It is not. <laughs> okay. Is it related to the pricing of video games? Some are more highbrow, have culture value, and therefore are more expensive.
1: Yeah, I mean, it has to do with the value of the game.
0: Mm-hmm. Culture and, and value.
1: Yeah. So, like, what are some different things that could influence the value of a given game?
0: Image rights. Whether it's good. How much money it costs to make. How intricate it is how big it is
1: so you could contrast culture value with game value Mm -hmm. and game value would be value derived from actually playing so like you have fun and Mm -hmm. so you you like playing nhl 2004 (laughs) (laughs) you're an interesting one (laughs) (laughs) that was my favorite when i was Uh, a kid so i played as the Colorado Avalanche and had an undefeated record because there was this glitch in the game where if you just like skated in sort of to the hash marks and then cut across the goalie's crease, mm-hmm. the goalie could not slide across <laughs> really at all. <laughs> and so all the games were like ten nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways, so you could have fun playing NHL two thousand and four, winning games ten nothing. one. And would. that would be <laughs> yeah, that's one. Would. And that would be game value. So that's like one reason that you value the game is that you like playing it mm. and then there's culture
0: value is it like the story or is it being part of a group that all have this game or is it just the cultural value of it as a kind of a cultural artifact
1: yeah I like think a the painting la- the that's ladders. supposed to be
0: good or like a record that gives you some kind of cachet because you have it like having a retro super mario or something like
1: that right so that's close and then why is a painting what often makes a painting supposed to be good Right. Is it just that it's a random? Is it just how the painting looks or like
0: critics say it's good or by a specific artist? Yeah. Okay, so like a video game studio or a specific. Okay, yeah. So cultural value is value imparted on a video game by like the prestige of its programmer or studio.
1: Yeah. So generally it's value due to just extrinsic meanings and associations or things Mm. not related to the gameplay it's just like the cultural aspects of the game and then examples of that are like it being from a certain studio or developer or being part of a certain series like with super mario the example
0: you gave so it's reasons external to its gameplay
1: yeah exactly cool all right that is the end of round one
0: all right round two my turn are you ready i'm ready all right my theme this week is aeroplanes number one disc area this is related to engines
1: okay it's the spot in the engine room where the, <laughs> the engineers goes. put <laughs> where the disc goes <laughs> where the engineer puts their cds <laughs> yes it is
0: yeah, perfect. It's the boom box <laughs>
1: yeah. okay disc area how much do I need to know about the functioning of an airplane engine?
0: You don't. It's something that you can see from the outside.
1: Ah, exciting. So you look out at the wing of an airplane, mm-hmm. and then there's kind of the turbine, maybe?
0: Or Depending you could on look out to propeller? the front, yes.
1: Okay, yeah. so it's a propeller.
0: <laughs> yes, you've you really wriggled that out of me. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> wrinkled that out of me ring, yes, as one does Yes, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: okay so a propeller mm. Mm. and then the, a propeller has blades true
0: imagine you're looking at a propeller that's turning okay what shape does the does that make
1: uh, right a circle
0: yes which could also be described um, as a
1: that's a disc. Mm-hmm. So, oh, is it is it the zone around the propeller? Like where, so there are, let's say there, it's an old-fashioned propeller and there are only two blades. Mm. They can only be in two places at once, but mm. like the disc area is the uh, circumference that they make. Yes. Because like the blades could be anywhere within that circumference when it's spinning.
0: Yes, exactly. Nice. It's a good one, isn't it? Disc area. That is I'm, a good one. I really like that term a lot. Agreed. Number two. Transonic.
1: Okay. Trans between or across. Mm-hmm. Sonic having to do with sound. Transonic. Does it have to do with planes breaking the sound barrier?
0: Yes. But interestingly, no. By yes and no, I mean yes in that it's related to planes that break the sound barrier, but no in that it's not. Planes that break the sound barrier. Did you hear my emphasis? Yes. Good.
1: Uh, It's related to planes that break the sound barrier, but it's not planes that break the sound barrier. Mm. So is it some component of a plane? No. Okay. Transsonic. Okay. So it's related to planes that break the sound barrier. I fear I've given you
0: (laughs) a bad hint.
1: (laughs) But it's not Planes that break the sound barrier. (laughs) Is it a plane's ability to go at a speed that would break the sound barrier, but it's not breaking the sound barrier? (laughs) You know, it's like a stealth mode.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. So there's supersonic, which is more than the speed of sound. There's, I think it's subsonic. Uh,
1: Okay. So is it going at the speed of sound?
0: It's near the speed of sound.
1: Okay. (laughs) Got it. So transonic planes go near the speed of sound.
0: Yes. At or around the speed of sound.
1: Okay. At or around, like, could be slightly above?
0: Could be above or could be less.
1: If it goes above, then it has broken the sound barrier, yes? Yes. Okay. And what is the use of this classification?
0: It's just plain... I don't know. I've, I don't know. <laughs> okay. But I saw it and I thought, cool...
1: Yeah, sorry. These are the hard-hitting questions.
0: Yes, I don't know. (laughs) Yes. All right, Uh, anyway, so that's transonic.
1: Okay, got it.
0: (laughs) And number three in my airplane. Okay, so number three is two terms that are the opposites of each other. Aerodyne and aerostat.
1: Aerostack?
0: Stat. These are kinds of aircraft.
1: Yes. Okay. So aerodyne sounds like the root for aerodynamic, which means that it flows, it disrupts airflow minimally. Aerostat, since you gave it to me to contrast with aerodyne, I will guess disrupts airflow maximally. So I think that aeros... Dyne elements of planes or an aerodyne plane is one that's like a jet it's sleek and it's meant to be extremely fast whereas an aerostat one maybe is larger and bulkier but like disrupts airflow more and is slower i could imagine a single airplane having both aerodyne and aerostat elements for example an aerostat element on most airplanes is there's there are these things like at the Wing tips that either drag down or like lift up when you're mm. landing mm. and apply a hard brake. Mm. And that would be like an aerostat mm. element. So, my guess is that aerodyne means minimally disrupting airflow. Mm-hmm. And so it like goes fast and mm. is sleek. Mm. And aerostat is the opposite of that.
0: Mm. That is not it.
1: I'm really glad I invested so much time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was confident.
0: Yes, and it was a very good answer, I have to say. But it's, so think of dynamic more, like, the, think of the meaning of dynamic.
1: Okay. <laughs> you could tell that I thought I was right because I, like, leaned in so You did lean in. <laughs> and
0: then you're like, so, in conclusion. In <laughs>
1: conclusion. <laughs> okay, aerodyne. Aero as in flight
0: not necessarily
1: aerodynamic something to do with the air
0: mm-hmm. good yeah. <laughs>
1: and then dine like dynamic movement and then the other one also has to do with air because it also has arrow but stat sounds like static
0: so mm.
1: not not moving mm. so is aerodyne and these are types of, of aircraft.
0: aircraft
1: so the way that a plane does it have to do with the way that a plane gains flight yeah. like flies okay yeah. how do planes fly uh okay the wing does something where it creates like an area of high pressure underneath the wing i mm-hmm. think and an area of low pressure on top so that like gives it lift mm-hmm. or maybe it's the opposite but they're differential air pressures yes. such that the air, that the wing is getting lifted does it have anything to do with that
0: <laughs> not really it's more about like imagine a binary of every aircraft in the world like think of what are many different kinds of aircraft
1: yeah okay so there are like jets
0: mm-hmm. that's too specific
1: okay there are living things <laughs> non-living things <laughs> have i gone too general <laughs> okay i'm just trying to okay there are like air buses also too specific that feels as specific as jets
0: oh yeah way too specific
1: yeah okay there are things with engines and things with out engines.
0: That's a good one, but that's not it.
1: So I'm just going to list some things, and then we'll see if that's if that helps. Jets, I've already listed, but I'm just going <laughs> to... Jets, Boeing 747s, kites, helicopters, drones.
0: Think of what, what was the first thing that people flew in in Paris in the 18th century, if that helps? Oh,
1: uh, hot air balloons. Mm. Zeppelins.
0: Okay, yeah. So what's the difference okay. between those and a plane?
1: Okay, so an aerostat method of flight has a set it like contains air and then that air is repeatedly acted on as opposed to like an aerodyne i'm maybe getting i don't know in a hot air balloon you just have a balloon that's full of air and Mm. then you have uh an engine that generates heat and heats Mm. up the air which creates lift. Mm -hmm. And then whereas an airplane is like constantly moving through new air that is going under the wing or over the wing to create the differential in pressure that's giving lift. So, like, one is acting on sort of the same air particles and the other one is constantly moving through different air particles.
0: I like the air particles thing. It is it. It's that, that's the binary. It's that, so aerodyne are things that need to pull themselves through air to give themselves lift. And aerostats are things which are lighter than air and therefore just float.
1: Um. Okay, so to summarize, aerodyne, you need to have a force that's pulling... A vehicle through the air, and in aerostat, you're just lighter than the air particles. Yeah. Great. That is the end of round two. All right. Are your scores ready?
0: Yes, they are ready.
1: Great. For Pile of Shame, I gave you five out of five. Oh, thank you. For backlog purchasing, I gave you 4 out of 5.
0: Ooh, thank you.
1: And for culture value, I gave you 4 out of 5. Wow, thank you, you so a much. total of 13 out of 15.
0: Ugh, amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> for disc area, I gave you 5 out of 5. Great. For transonic, I gave you 4 out of 5. And for aerodyne aerostat, I gave you 3 out of 5. That gives you a grand total of 12 out of 15.
1: All right. Excellent. If you are interested in learning more about purchasing behavior around video games, I will link some articles in the show notes about that.
0: If you're interested in learning about flying, you could go on the Internet and Google it like I did, or you can read this book, The Picador Book of Aviation, which is kind of a collection of short stories and articles about aviation from the history of flying from the, the first flight to now by Graham Koster.
1: A for Effort is hosted and produced by me, Marid.
0: And me, Harry.
1: And is edited by me, Marid.
0: But not me, Harry.
1: Our engineer is Nick Shoop. Our music is Chop Shop Instrumental by White Flowers. And our logo is by Eights.
0: If you have any questions about the show or you'd just like to get into contact with us, you can send an email to aforeffortcast at gmail.com.
1: And you can find the show wherever you find your podcasts. We'll be back in two weeks. See you then. Goodbye. Bye.
0: I know I said it was either it was like reaching to the top of the fridge that you couldn't get or like smoke that you couldn't grasp. I remember in my grade twelve self was like, Wow, this shit's good. was a good essay. <laughs> it's what's, like a you know, like what's... a
1: fridge made of smoke. <laughs>
0: I was like, you know what you need in a good academic essay is ambiguous metaphors. Those are useful. <laughs>